Does everything have a bright side to it? Of course. It doesn't always outweigh the negatives, but everything has a bright side to it. This makes happiness a choice. And here we say that the discipline of being happy is the ultimate discipline. With that said, welcome to the Ultimate Discipline Podcast, where we meet with people who are practitioners of this exact discipline, and we hear their cool stories of cultivating happiness through challenges in their life. I am your host, Sean Greenspan. Let's get to it. Lauren, how are you doing today? I'm great. Hey, Sean. I, I, I got to start with what we just did and say thank you because I feel more, I feel more, you know, in the present moment with that little breathing we just did. And I also love it because you walk the walk, you, you're bringing breath into everything you do. <laughs> it's so true. I'm very noisy on an elevator. If I've had a rough day, it's like, <sighs> <laughs> I was, it's funny. I was recently on a call with someone um, They're like they're in a health and fitness company and uh long story whatever and the person goes i didn't realize that i was like stressed and i literally just did 10 huge breaths and it changed my mood entirely and i was like you know i through you i've studied breath work through wim hof uh, i have and to me my original reaction was like you know duh like that that's like you know that's it changes the way you think but it's it's so nice to see that people like realize it how did you get into breath work so I'm, I'm smiling big because um, we do what we need, right? I was yeah. anxious and, you know, going into the red a lot. And in my 20s, you know, like just couldn't regulate, you know? And so yoga started to help me regulate and meditation started to help me regulate I'm a feeler, you know, I think Brene Brown says, you know, we're these machines that are put out here to feel and then think on occasion, where most people think we come here to think all the time and feel occasionally, right? So I'm a massive feeler and I didn't know what to do with all those feelings all the time. I didn't know it was a good thing. Like I always heard it was like, oh, you, you know, you're too sensitive or something, you know? So, um, it wasn't until I hit breath work that I understood in a really deep way that emotions are just energy in motion. And when you're not afraid of feeling sensation, if you're not afraid of feeling energy, then you can ride any wave. So breath work is what brought me courage. It brought me self-regulation. It brought me grounding. It brought me clarity. It was just like my magic, you know, it was my magic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you said, uh, I, I saw you look up and start to try to like put yourself back into that place when you said, you know, that you found a deep understanding for, for, you know, breath work. And, you know, I, that's something that I'm working through now. I would say I'm a rookie in, in this breath work game. I, it piques my interest. And I like to use the word um, I understand it, but I haven't realized it, right? You know, I've had times, uh, like, I think, you know, I kind of alluded to it, but like Wim Hof breathing method is just one of the ways it gets me into breath work, right? It just, for, for some reason, it relates to me. It's easy for me to get into. I've had times where like, you know, he's about like breath retention. I've held my breath for four or five minutes and it's like blowing my mind. Then I have other days where I'm 30 seconds a minute. 
But um, so I'm, I want to start realizing, but I could see the expression that like you've, you've realized it now, like it seems like it's your mission to share it with as many people as possible. Well, I mean, now I can really say that because I became the United States representative for the IBF, which is the International Breathwork Foundation. So it's this global breathwork. That's awesome. um, Congrats. Yeah incredible group of people. And so um, actually we have this conference every year called the Global Inspiration Conference and Wim Hof came and we emptied a, a hot tub and filled it with ice and then put water in it. And I just hate cold, right? Like just, I don't ever, I rarely use the word hate, but this is the time, like, you know. <laughs> and I thought, how am I going to do this? You know, and, you know, he showed us quickly how to do the, you know, this kind of, he does a lot of breathing techniques. You do the breathing techniques and you go up into the ice water up to your chin. And I thought, I could, you know, you just feel the discomfort, you feel the discomfort and my years of breath work, I could feel myself just breathing with it, breathing with it, relaxing, breathing with it. And I get out of the water and I couldn't believe you were hot. I just thought that was the coolest part about it. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's powerful, right? What, what we can do as human. And I think it's, you know, just like other things, you know, some people use sports, rock climbing or running as a way to sharpen their mind and their awareness. Um, I think one of the, the beautiful things I think about breathing is it's the most elementary thing that you can do, right? So, you know, I played football and basketball and all that stuff, and I still love those sports and they get me into, uh, they get me into flow. They get me into the zone, right? Like when I play sports, there's no time, there's no worry. I'm light, like, you know, that's, that's my jam. But I realized over the years, I've gotten into running and specifically trail running because yeah. it, I feel, it feels so easy and natural, right? You don't need equipment. You don't need other people, technology. And now breath work is like the ultimate version of that, right? It's like, literally, it's the only thing that you have to do. <laughs> so I, I, I see how that, do you feel that it like just connects to like this, I don't know, like, you know. I don't know, soul or like, I don't know, like this inner version of yourself. <laughs> I love it. You're going to go really deep, really fast. You know, I'm like, okay, we're going right to the oh, I love energetic it. life flow that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So when I first did breath work, I would be in the middle of the session and I would feel like, and then let me just, let me clarify something. Cause I don't know who's listening and what no, they know. Please. So conscious breathing is something like I've helped people with panic attacks on an airplane, just consciously breathe, like feel your belly go up, feel your belly go down, you know, put your hand on your wrist, breathe it up to your elbow and then exhale it back down. You know, like there's breathing techniques that are conscious breathing that just, mm -hmm. just brings you back into center. Right. And then where I'm heading is conscious connected breathing, like the deep therapeutic breath work, which is what I'm trained in, which helps you like go all the way to your core wounds. Cause your breath pattern, you know, some people come to me and they're chest breathers and like just getting them to breathe into their belly, get their belly to begin to move is a lot of work. And we do this conscious connected breathing and it's as their belly starts to fill. 
sometimes their eyes just burst into tears and they have no idea why they're like, why am I crying? Like, it's okay. Just keep breathing. Just keep releasing. And so with deep conscious connected breathing, you have these powerful states that rocket through. Sometimes you see colors. Sometimes you get messages. Sometimes, you know, you feel one with life force, you know? So when you ask me this question about I feel like it's connecting to something deeper. Normally that happens when I'm doing conscious connected breathing. Mm. No, thanks for the clarification. I'm, uh, I'm infatuated with people's <laughs> unique disciplines that take them towards um, on the journey to enlightenment, right? That's the, the name of the podcast, right? Is happiness, life's ultimate discipline. Um, and I, you know, I titled it that for two reasons. Um, one is I think everyone has their own journey towards it, right? Um, you're focusing on breath, right? A lot of people might be mindfulness. You know, Jeffries is music, right? People, that's how people get themselves there. Um, the other is, is, a, is a kind of a different topic. I think that every moment in life, there's a, there's a positive and a negative side to it. And it's funny, I, let's use your, uh, let's use your, you know, cold exposure example, right? Um, at the exact same time, you were freezing, miserable, get me out of here. And you were, oh my God, like I'm alive, energetic, you know, curious, what, what's happening next? Those are things that are happening at the exact same time. So you get to choose. And, you know, I'm not saying that every moment is necessarily positive, right? The passing of somebody um, is obviously not a, a beautiful moment at all. There's, I, my belief is that there's still silver linings. There's lessons in there, opportunities to reflect. So, you know, that's kind of what, that's kind of how I got into it. And it's so nice to see someone, you know, that is living it. And, you know, I, I know you're studied in it, but even more impressive to me is like we said in the beginning, like you, you said, Hey, Sean, before we start this, let's take 10 deep breaths. You're a practitioner. That means you've, you've lived it, right? If you came in and said, Sean, I've read every book about breath work, I'd be like, might impress some people, not me. But, <laughs> but the fact that you're doing it and you're living it and you're, you're, you know, you're coaching it and you're helping others go through it is, is so beautiful. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I definitely dive in the deep end, but to go back to kind of like you know, more surface level, what types of, um, what types of different breath work is there? Because I actually don't know. So again, because I'm part of IBF, I feel really lucky because every year I get to go try everything going on internationally, you know, and that's a very big question you're asking. So if you go back to the original roots, like if we, well, breathwork's been around for thousands. Yeah, forever. Years, right? So, um, and you could go talk about pranayama and you could talk about this, but if, since we're talking about breath or conscious connected breathing, mm -hmm. um, I would talk about, um, Leonard Orr, you know, doing rebirthing and doc, you know, Dr. Stanislav Groff doing holotropic and, and from that birthed a whole bunch of different schools. And so, um, depending on someone's needs, right. What they're looking for they could go online and feel someone's energy out and decide if that's something they want to try, you know? Mm -hmm. um, for me, um, you know, I, I like going super deep. 
And, um, and so for my own personal work, I, I do a lot of that. Yeah. And yet when I go in and I work with corporations or when I've been brought into schools or right, it was really interesting right before the pandemic hit, I got invited to go on to Ryan and Kelly. And yeah. at the same time I was I asked, saw that. did you see that? Well, I, yeah. and, well, and then I was supposed to go on. And then at the same time, I was supposed to go teach um, MedStar Washington Hospital Center. I was supposed to go train doctors and nurses. And this is February, 2020. And my heart said, you got to go to the doctors. And I was like, gave up national television and listened to my heart. And I was so glad I made that choice because I went in and I taught a whole bunch of breathing techniques to these doctors and nurses who I had no idea was about to go into like pandemic. That's such a nice thing. What what am I thinking? You were you were on a TV show in the DC area that I I watched, right? Oh, I've done yeah, like ABC, sure. Good Morning Washington, things. Good like Morning that. Washington, that's it for sure. Um, yeah, that that's so cool. That is a that it's funny how your soul kind of tells you something, and then like this pandemic hits, and like you probably saved someone from you know having a panic attack or quitting out of being stressed. You know, I mean that's. That's awesome. And I know, you know, I know that's such a loaded question. What type of breath work? Cause it goes back forever and there's a million types, but I'd like to hear, you know, more, you know, what you were experienced in. So I appreciate that. And um, are there certain like techniques? So you're calling it conscious connected breathing, right? So even getting a definition when, when the IBF was trying to come up with a definition of breath work, right. And you've got breath workers from all over the world and yep. everyone has their opinions um, using the simple term conscious connected breathing, right. Um, was a powerful way to distill it down to, you know, so do you know what, should we do a connected breath for everybody? So they Let's see, do what, it. you know, anytime we get a chance to breathe, right. <laughs> I'll sit here and breathe for the whole hour with you. <laughs> Ah, so let's, um, let's just have everyone put their hands on their belly. Anyone listening and you and I putting our hands on our belly and just, and I'm going to use my mouth so you can hear me. And we're going to take an inhale into our belly and exhale and make a little noise and then in and one more and let it go. And what we were doing on that was the inhale was seamlessly connected to the exhale was seamlessly connected to the inhale. And when you do that kind of breath, right, without any pausing, and I, you know, you could, once again, thinking of all the different lineages out there, any sort of seamless circular breath is going to buzz up the energy in us and it's going to loosen up any stuck stuff that's been holding us from pure joy from happiness right Mm -hmm. and then it's it's going to declutter us and then we become that vibration that energetic hum right the universal energetic hum we'll get a little woo-woo not much that hum is when you're connected to that, when you're connected to what you truly and who you truly are, your energy, 
that energy, right? That's when you awaken and you understand we just, you know, we're here to have an experience. And then from that space, it's like, oh, you know, um, there's no good or bad. They're just, there's just experiences. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of go through this journey of the blessing of getting to be here in this, <laughs> I forget who calls it a meat suit. We're in these meat suits, right? And with this energy in this meat suit where we get to touch people and hug and kiss and feel. And, you know, it's a blessing to have this. And when you have the clarity and you're connected to the hum because you've been doing breath work and running and all the things that keep you in your zone, it's a different experience living. Yeah. Being more alive. So um, I do not wake up in the morning without doing connected breaths before I put my feet on the floor. Because I want to start my day off clear. You know, like you might have a lot of dreams or some nights you sleep better than other nights. And then there's a story around, oh, I'm tired or whatever the story is, right? And if you do some conscious connected breathing first thing in the morning, there's this clearness. And then also just to throw in your Wim Hof, I don't, uh, get out of the shower without putting it all the way on cold and just spending a minute or so just because it really clears your head. Yeah. And it, it, it affects your breath, right? <laughs> you'll start if, you know, at least uh, for the first couple of times you do it, you'll start with the, the <gasps> like everyone does when they get in the cold, you know, um, you hit on, on so many good things there that I want to dive into um, the two things that come to mind was you alluded to the fact that your breath affects your happiness. And what, what I've, from my studies, I've, um, you know, you said like, you know, when you're in that connected breath, you're more, you're, you're, you're experiencing more. And I, I've read that your, your neurology follows your breath in some ways. And, and that's what, so, right. I'm, like I say, I'm not, a student of this game. I'm very interested here. And I've, I've done, you know, I read a, the book called breath. I've read your book, Wim Hof's book, you know, and whatever. And I, one of the, one of the happy places for me is in the sauna or the steam room. I always mm-hmm. do my breathing. And so I, uh, there's a steam, there's a sauna at my gym and I'm usually 10 to 15 minutes at 20 minutes. This is after like a two hour workout at 20 minutes. I mean, I'm drained with a gallon of water. I can finish the whole thing. Doesn't matter. I'm drained. Um, I told myself I'm going to do a hundred really slow belly breaths. I had the, the song to myself. I was laying down. I put my hands on it and I was counting. And like, I, I, it's hard to like explain. I did not fall asleep. I know that for a fact I was like bloating and I got, usually I try, this is like an exercise for me. And I try to not set a goal always of like a hundred, right? Cause it's not about the goal. It's about the experience and the journey. Um, I got to a hundred and I was just like, I'm going to stop counting. This feels good. And I just breathe and breathe and breathe. And 48 minutes went by. I mean, I was dripping in sweat and I stood up and I was like, I could be in here another hour. And it just like, it connected me so much. Like um, I want to like recreate that moment kind of, but how does, uh, I don't know if this is an area that you're familiar with, but how does breath connect with like neurology? And, and you know, you, you also talked about kind of like feeling, you know, more alive. You know, how does it, 
How does that all intertwine? So I'm going to, I think you're talking about, you read um, the book on breath that talks a little bit about the science behind it. You know, mm-hmm. nose breathing is healthier than mouth breathing, right? Yeah. I actually tape at night. You, you do? Know, micro spore tape, you know, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, my buddy does that for sure. Yeah. I am. Um... I'm lucky. I am naturally a nose breather for sure. Like even I'm if I really lucky because I was a snorer and <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> using, using the tape has really helped. It's given me gum health, all sorts of things. Like oh, I'm just more energetic in the morning with it, but um, let me back up. So um, today I was with someone very nervous. And so their breath was small and up in their chest, right? And so they're like, well, what's the one quick thing I can do to feel better? And I said, let's put a hand on your belly and like breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. And for him, his belly wasn't moving at all when we started. So he was pure chest. When you breathe oh, in your true. chest, it's like telling your surgical, your central nervous system that there's a tiger chasing you and your cortisol and adrenaline are jacked up. So you just feel uneasy. Your yeah. blood chemistry has you feeling uneasy. So we worked it a little bit until the belly started to move. And then he's like, oh, and he could feel more relaxed. Oh, yeah. I- yeah, I see you impersonating him. That was like light bulb. Like you saw it in his eyes, didn't you? It was just right there. And so I, he said, well, how is this working? And I said, well, you're lowering the cortisol and adrenaline in your blood right now, right? Your diaphragm is moving. So like if you take your fingertips and push them underneath your rib cage, right? You could do it on both sides even. And then take a breath into your fingertips and let go and then in and let go. That's where the diaphragm rests. So if you get that moving, you know, just like a trampoline as you inhale, trampoline goes down as you exhale, it pops back up, right? And when the diaphragm's moving, it tells your central nervous system that you're good the cortisol and adrenaline drop and you start feeling calmer. So anyone that has any sort of anxiety issues, it's a great place to start to see if they're breathing in their belly. Wow. Now I, I, I like that. Um, I like that example of putting your hands there because what I find is, you know, you said like put your hands on your belly. We feel with hands. It's just like, if, if I'm thinking to do it and like, I'm feeling my stomach, it's just like another way to like tell your whole body, like focus on that, on that belly breath. And you said, this might seem so elementary to you, but you said when you inhale, your belly should go in and you exhale, your belly should go out. Or the other no, way. no, other way around. So as you inhale, imagine the balloon blowing up. Okay, good. I was going to say, that's how I do it. I was confused. I was like, yeah, no, no, so no. Inhale, and then Elliot, Elliot likes to say, when you exhale, it's like, you know, like yeah. the <laughs> he's a jokester. <laughs> that's that's awesome. And so it's, I mean, it sounds like you're you're working with people or groups or or communities or whatever um, to help them either get ahead of solving problems or solve 
problems um, through breath. I'd love like, so when I, when I think about something as natural as breath work, I, I feel like it's one of those things and I'm, you know, I'm being genuine where it's, it's, a, it's not like, Hey, just do this and everything in your life is hundred percent better, but it really is the foundation of a lot of things. And, you know, maybe it's not going to solve everything, right? Maybe you're going to have to, you know, do some therapy or other things, to get rid of your anxieties, but it's definitely something that can, you know, cause, of course, in-term relief and focusing on it can cause like, you know, long-term relief to some abilities. I mean, I feel like it's so universal. Um, it's, you know, and I don't know, it's beautiful. How, do you, do you find that like it, it helps with quite like a, a, a big breath of problems? So it's really interesting. Like when I gave someone a therapeutic breathwork session and um, halfway through this, the, the session, he just sat up and that's not typical. And I'm like, everything. Okay. He's like, I've had a pain in my back for 30 years. Where did it go? And I said, you know, that's the gift of breath work. You never know what you're going to release. You know, yeah. I've had people come in clutching their inhalers saying, you know, I don't think I'm going to make it through this session without using it. So I'm going to hold it. I'm like, whatever makes you feel comfortable. And they will get all the way through a breast session, not needing their inhaler and starting to have a different relationship with their breath. So um, yes, it's, it's, it's a powerful tool that may not do everything you need, but it's going to definitely help you with so many things. Well, well, I just wanted to add one thing because um, recently I, I worked with teenagers who were home challenged, right? They can't live at home. It's not safe. And 90% of them have been sexually abused in their homes. And so I, I got, they were in Florida and I got to work with them through Zoom. And so first I taught them breathing techniques that they can use, like, you can fold your arms over your belly and then inhale into that pressure of your arms and let it go. And just by the way, they're folded arms, it gives you something to aim towards. And by the third breath, they felt better. And I said, you could do this at school. You know, you can, no one knows you're doing that. You're breathing through your nose and, and it's gonna, you know, it's helpful. Or like when you sit in a chair, and you feel the back of your chair and you just inhale into the back of the chair and let go. And you, you know, do need to make it to... sneaky, if you will. Cause you know, like, like a lot of people, you know, if you said, I'll tilt the camera and if you said like, you know, do the, do the meditation hands and cross your legs and do this. A lot of people just might be too, you know, maybe like insecure. That might be too far out. And I don't want to say insecure. That might be too far out for them. Um, you know, like that's, that doesn't like jive with their identity. Right. And, you know, I could definitely understand that. That's so, that's such a cool habit way to teach it. You know, like you said, you could do it in school. That, that's beautiful. What, um, I mean, that's like a good example of, you know, some techniques. What are some other like very like easy techniques that you like to share? So I, I can already tell you the arm cross one is one that I'm going to do. And when I have more time, 
hands on the belly, but specifically press into the diaphragm. Yeah, because a lot of people, you know, it's so exciting for them. And then like when you put your fingertips, you know, underneath and you'll see llama, my 16 year old dog is sleeping behind us right now (laughs) as I push the camera down. When you push your fingertips in and you breathed into it, was it tight or loose? Tight. So a big piece when I work with people, especially people who've been through a lot of trauma, it's so tender to put their fingers there. So we have to barely touch and then they breathe and it starts to open and then it starts to like, and then we push in a little bit more and then they breathe and they begin to open it up and, and, and get some expansion and start to feel better. And, you know, over the last, you know, just with everything going on right now, every time you're in fear, this area gets atrophied, right? And then you just start breathing with your chest. And so to open this area up, get the diaphragm loose and flowing and get that breath going, um, it just takes a little bit of work. And once it's there and the chemistry feels good, it's just much easier to stay centered. It's, it's so amazing to hear you talk about all these physical manifestations, right? Um, that's, that's another area of, of interest that I've had is about like how, you know, like these, these abstract mental, you know, concepts create physical pains, right? Like I'm talking knee pain, back pain, headaches, migraine, uh, you know, whatever the case is. Um, and I'm a full believer in that transition of energy, right? And the body's just reacting, right? If you're going to be tense all the time, eventually the body's going to break down or whatever. And, you know, I think a lot of people, whether it's, whether you're considering that, like you're, you're manifesting, you're bringing this energy in to change it, or if you don't even know what's going on and you're just, you think you're just doing breath work and someone pops up and says, where'd my back pain go? Right. Uh, that, it, that's so, that's such like a beautiful concept. I think it's something that going back to about like how it's universal and can heal with, you know, heal so many things, but not just heal it can increase, you know, you said you feel more alive in your happiness. It's, I think it's so obvious that everyone needs to do some sort of breath work. And I, I, I relate it to drinking water. And the reason I do is because it's so universal, love it. So universal and elementary that, um, you know, that that's the relation in my mind, but there's no downside. It isn't like, you know, with, with all the studies out there about how it could help, it's obviously not a waste of time. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's always, there's always time for it. And the, you know, you just need to pepper it into your day. So you mainly practice in the morning or how do you do your daily practice? Well, you know, again, like conscious breathing, I don't know anyone conscious breathing isn't good for, you know, conscious connected breathing, the more deeper therapeutic work. I just do in the morning and the other I use all day on and off, depending on what I'm doing. Like today I was working on the marketing for this big retreat in October in Costa Rica and we've got deadlines and I got a panel discussion on Sunday that I had to get the questions to the panelists and I had a calls today and it was just one of those days like this. And 
just like you and I started with 10 breaths before we started taping today, I did the same thing with every single one of my phone calls, whether I did it with them or I just did it on my own before I hit the call, right? Right, be, because be it's 20 like, seconds late, just do it. <laughs> yeah, it's worth being the 20 seconds late because it's like a palate cleanser between dishes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it, it just, it wipes you clean, you know? Like what happens is we become these little volcanoes with like, you know, we, we, there, we hold everything in and it builds, the pressure builds and builds and builds. And then someone can tickle us the wrong way and boom, they get it off, right? Yeah. And so if we're conscious, you know, we're conscious of our breath. If we're doing our practices daily, it's like brushing your teeth. You wouldn't, I mean, most people wouldn't go through their day without getting up and brushing their teeth. Yeah. Right. It's all about um, habits. It really, it really is, which is, I was, I was, you know, I was thinking about this call that we're having today because I would have loved to come in and said, I've done breath work every day for the last two years, you know, and I, I try to do a lot of it in the morning. Um, I try to do maybe five minutes in the middle of the workday. It's crazy what five minutes of breathing will do in the middle of the workday. You don't need to make it a habit, people, but try it. You know, just five minutes of belly breath, eyes closed, set a timer if you think you'll fall asleep. Um, and it, and it, just, it just goes to show whatever you prioritize will happen because, you know, I have been very inconsistent with my breath work over the last few years. And in the last two years, there, I would say there's been zero days I haven't exercised for at least 60 minutes, if not two hours. And it's like, that's such a bigger commitment. You have to shower after, maybe drive to a gym, whatever. It's like, wow. And, you know, it's like, and then everyone answers their emails, they answer their text messages, they return their missed calls. It's like, okay, what, the difference that I see is that to a lot of these habits, one is proactive versus reactive. And we need yeah. to be more conscious and alive and this breath work is one of those things i think the more you do it the more it's going to be easy to do um, and starting in the morning right it's like you're, you're in bed already just breathe <laughs> <laughs> we just stick a hand on your chest and one on your belly and fill all the way up and, and set a backup alarm <laughs> yeah i mean even if it's just 10 breaths before you get out of bed or you got time for it. It's interesting. Um, since the pandemic, every Monday night, I've had an online, you know, breath class and people have come every Monday night since the pandemic on and off. And some of the people said to me that Monday night, that clearing once a week, you know, because we do the conscious connected breathing in that class, we start off with some warm ups and, you know, creating an intention, and then boom, we go into a 45 minute breathe. And it just helped them let go of the news or let go of their fears once a week, they just really let go. So even if you're doing it sporadically, yeah. it's going to keep that volcano from letting go. Yeah. That's uh, first of all, thank you. I haven't joined any of those. I am joining the one tomorrow, but thank you for putting that out there for everyone. It's so great that you're touching people. Here's, here's a, a question that I, I bet is stirring in some other people's mind. Um, you know, people talk about mindfulness and meditation and mindfulness meditations often around the breath. Um, 
I don't know that you're going to say that it even matters, but you, you definitely say breath work, right? If you guys haven't read Lauren's book, her book right behind her, Breathe Love is a beautiful book, quick read. And hold, I hold, hold, let's just do this just because, um, cause it's breath love. <laughs> breath love. Yeah. Breathe love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing. But, um, you know, the difference between uh, breathing and meditation, do you even do you even care or see a difference or or is there a, a, a clear difference? You know, that's a I, I really don't know. So. So um, in my 20s, when I was telling you, I was going into the red. Right. And I went to meditation and my teacher, Tara Brock, who I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but she, She's from the DC area and she's wonderful. And um, it's Vispassana meditation. And all you're doing is following your breath. So to me, all breath work is a form of meditation. And as you, if you close your eyes for a minute and take a breath in and feel your ribs expand. And as you exhale, Feel them come back in, you know, and as you take a breath in, feel the temperature of the air on your skin. And as you exhale, keep feeling the temperature of the air on your skin, right? And as you breathe in, feel the temperature of the air going into your nose. And as you exhale through your nose, notice the temperature of the air leaving your nose. So just feeling the temperature, the temperature of the air going in and out, that's going to keep you present. That's going to keep bringing you back here because we have these beautiful minds that are trying to solve the world's problems all the time. But the minute you come into your breath, it's the super highway to the present moment where you're okay, where everything's going to be okay. The super highway to the present moment. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, I have a question because you're talking about the present moment. And before, you know, one of the very first things you said that I wanted to circle back to was feeling more alive. So I have, I, I can only speak from experience. So I'll talk about me. Hopefully it resonates with some people. Um, I've found, you know, especially as, as you get older, you start to ask yourself, what's the purpose of life? Like, what can I do to be happier? Like these internal thoughts, how should I spend my time? Right. Um, and you know, I've, I've done what I would categorize as inner work and I feel, I, I feel genuinely blessed that I'm happy and present a lot of times. I'm not happy and not present quite frequently as well. Um, but I've brought this up to some people that have no interest in inner work, self-help, self-development, which is absolutely okay. Some of them are the happiest people I know, whether they're wired that way or whatever the case may is, they're like a four-year-old kid all day long, every day. I mean, I know them well, intimately and all day, every day, they're happy. <laughs> Thumbs up. Some of them don't seem happy, right? And, and either uh, 
or you know somewhere in the middle but they don't they don't uh they don't see the the point of this stuff and you 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 brought back you keep bringing it back to the present moment and feeling more alive um how do you how do you feel that like do you do you feel like wow like where i'm at today is like a different experience of life to where i was kind of like before this work like i know it's a heavy question but i'm trying to come up with a way to go simple on it and i think the simple thing is you know before i knew you know look i grew up on captain crunch and grew up in the suburbs and yeah. you know like uh i didn't even know what meditation yoga was growing up right yeah and um, I wasn't happy, right? And things that were important to me um, were out of my control. Mm. See, that's a good tell, right? Like, I think some people need these things. Like, like, okay, what are your values? Do you do you express those values daily? Because then maybe you might say you're happy, but you're not. So, sorry for the interruption. No, no, it's okay. So as as I. Um, I was like dragged onto the path, you know, like I couldn't turn my neck when my son, Sam was nine months old. It was like sciatica in my neck. And I, it was pain off the charts. Just, I understood why my grandmother stopped taking her heart meds because she didn't want to live anymore. Cause she had a really, really, um, challenged back. Mm. Um, so that neck issue helped get me onto the path of going to a physiatrist, which works on the muscles around your neck, right? So I didn't have to go get surgery. And then that led me to gentle yoga, which led me to meditation, which led me to breath work. And each time it was like a, a you know, how the onion comes off you know, another layer and another layer. And more and more, I understood that my happiness was in this moment, in this breath who, with whoever I was with. And, and, you know, there was so much gratitude that started to come and I understood what a grateful life could be. And my friends changed and you know, my kind of vacations I wanted to change. And, you know, like, you know right. things, things began to become um, exciting. And then um, I also learned that a lot of things that bring me joy are outside my comfort zone, like this podcast, you know, like wow. I used to be so challenged to be filmed or photographed right? I didn't feel like I was enough. I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't this enough or that enough, right? And the more and more work I did on myself, I understood in a deep level that I am enough, right? You know, I'm essence in a body, you know? <laughs> I'm, yeah. And and all of those things help me really understand um, what true joy is. So, you know, your friend that who's like a four-year-old who's, who has a great time every day, probably out skiing and, you know, finding his yayas in great ways. Um, that inner child piece is super important. And for me, I was really able to connect back to my inner child. Yeah. Um, so I could start painting again and, 
doing things that I loved to do when I was five. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, it happened with my inner work. So some people are blessed to not need it. And it's always a great thing to to dive in and do the deep cleanse, right? Yeah. And you know, that to me, that that's what's about. I've always heard that, you know, you you experience emotions in the form of acceleration. Like if you could imagine yourself on a plane. Um, you're actually going the fastest when you're in the air and you don't feel yourself moving. But when do you feel you're going the fastest? When you take off, right? And you go back. I always I always joke with my girlfriend on flights. I'm like, those first five minutes, the plane's tilted and you feel yourself accelerating. That's your chance to sleep. That's your chance to go to bed because you're like, your head's against the rest. Um, and you know that that's one of the things that I find I like about this work. And one example of this work for me is like, um, like distance running, I find that at the end of it, right, I go from feeling my absolute worst to being done, finishing the race, finishing the run. And that acceleration just lasts days, weeks, sometimes months. And, you know, it's, I don't know, it's really beautiful. And you also, so, so you said outside of your comfort zone, that's something I'd like to find because, uh, so something I've known about myself is I like to express myself physically, right? Playing sports. But then I got to a point uh, where, you know, I'm up in Banff, Canada. And um, the re- one of the reasons we're here is I got to a point where I realized I was, I was running because I'm, I'm a good natural runner and playing basketball and lifting heavy weights. And I've, I've, I love doing things in the outdoors. I love skiing. I don't have the best natural balance. I love rock climbing. I, uh, I'm not the best rock climber, but I, I, and I went out and I said, like, let me check, like, I'm talking like, I go in like this rock climbing, I'm still in the indoor gym, not even outside. And like, I'm like having to ask people like questions, like, I don't know. It's just like a gym is usually like, not my area to like meet, like you, there's always learning, but not need to like ask people like fundamental questions. Like this is my, this is my home. Right. Um, and it's, it's, I love it. Like I even, I even like was asking the guy when I bought ski boots about like, how, how tight should I buckle these? Like, you know, the basic questions, do I really need poles? Um, and I find that like going outside your comfort zone is like, it, there, there's, there's tremendous growth there. And, but not only growth, like alertness, awareness, consciousness, right. You know, pushing yourself there. Is that, is that how you, how you kind of feel it too? Like it just, it pushes. Well, I'm, I'm laughing extra because I went with the boys to um, Park City. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, I don't know this, this time I love skiing. I love the rush of skiing. I've been skiing some like since I've been like seven, but this last trip, I'm like my balance, like I, I was not a pretty skier. <laughs> this yeah. trip. And I had to let that go. I had to just enjoy the rush, enjoy the going up on the lift and yeah, let go of the expectations. Right? I had to let go of the expectations and just enjoy it and just be the beautiful mess that I am, you know? Yeah. Let's, let's and go. So, oh, sorry, no, go ahead. Please. I was going to say, let's go down a, let's go down a rabbit hole here. Cause this is something that I don't know the answer to. So I'm just going to put forward some thoughts. Okay. Um, I, I have a, like a little bit of a paradox that goes on in my brain about something like you just talked about. So like, like skiing, right. Okay. I want, like, I want to be really 
good at skiing, not so I can be good at skiing, so I can experience more and continue to push myself and then also use it as a discipline, right? It's fun. It's fun. So like, why not use that as a way to sharpen my awareness and focus? Um, so I do think there's a need for, you know, goal setting and high expectations and training my balance and whatever. But then at the same time, when I am out there, you got to just enjoy it. You know, it's like a balance. Like, I don't know. I don't know, like, <laughs> not like there is a right or wrong way to do it, but I don't know if it's like, you just enjoy what you have or you do push. Cause I see such a beauty in both. So it, okay. So it wasn't like I didn't pregame, yeah. you know, at the gym, I would do some stuff that would like work on my balance, nice. you know, and sometimes I have a tweaky knees. So I was doing stuff to strengthen my knees. And so it wasn't like I wasn't doing something, but when I yeah. got onto the slope, for whatever reason, maybe it was something going on in my hips. I don't know. So once I was on the slope and I was really having trouble doing mm. my turns, it, it just became okay. And then once I mm. let go of expectations, my skiing actually got better. That's beautiful. So what I'm hearing is like, you know, still use as a discipline and practice, but like, like in the, in the practice, you know, try to focus on the goal, but when it comes to it, let yourself free. And that is, that's, uh, that's beautiful. And it, it's funny how you, you do get better when you let your, 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 your natural self take over, you know, when I started painting, you know, I painted as a kid, I loved it. It was wonderful. I loved it as a young kid. And then I had a high school class where you're graded and all that. And it was, it was all realistic. And my art, teacher was, you know, like didn't dig anything I was doing. And it turns out I'm not supposed to be a realistic painter. I'm an abstract paint outside the lines kind of girl, but he didn't tell me that. And so I just shut it down, you know, and it wasn't until probably eight years ago that I was like, I'm going to find a teacher who that just loves color and has no rules. <laughs> And that's that must have been a fun Google search. <laughs> I did. Painting I actually teacher with no rules. <laughs> I I actually spoke to people before I signed up for the class to find someone like that who that's could go awesome. for that. And then um, when you come across a blank canvas, it's really easy for me because I always know how to start. But when you get midway through, is when you're like, oh, I want it to be good, you know, whatever that means. Yeah. And so I actually have to breathe my way through it and sometimes even mess it up. So it's not so precious and then come back in again. Yeah. And so each time I hit a painting, it, it really helps me get past perfectionism. I, I love that so much. Um, I had Dan Millman on the podcast earlier today, who's uh, my, one of my favorite authors and you know, his like last quote, he's like, I want to leave everyone with the fact that you got to stop comparing yourself to others and having such high expectations. You know, yeah. if you're going to compare yourself to yourself, but he said, you know, happiness is basically reality minus expectations, right? That quote's, you know, been out there. Um, and it was, it was beautiful to kind of hear him, you know, say that and hear, hear you say that. And, you know, I, I think painting is a great way to express yourself. I started painting and it was tough for me because same thing. I, I just, 
I don't know. I've never painted, wasn't good at it, but I was like, that's not the point. So I have a little watercolored book. I do it once or twice a week with Emma and it's so nice. Uh, that's, that's cool that you're doing that. Um, I'm looking at the clock here and I see that we're coming up on the hour. I feel like this natural conversation could go forever. Um, let me ask you one thing. Uh, there are people out here that are probably like, cool, breathwork, I'm in. What do I do now? What's like the one daily habit you do? Or if you get in time of stress, do this. Like Just like one little takeaway. It doesn't have to be the perfect takeaway as we just talked about. Just There's no such thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, that's hard. The one thing. <sighs> okay, so... I would say that sound, breath, and movement are the three things that help move emotion, Mm. right? Because remember, we talked about it. If we just keep pushing our emotion down, it's when we start to hurt and we're tight. And it's like a kinked fire hose, right? The energy can't flow. Moving emotion, yeah. So I'm going to do a cookie monster with you. Because it's all about joy, right? I did this with 70 doctors and nurses and clinicians in uh, a DC hospital. So we're going to inhale our arms up and we're going to bring them down with a. (laughs) I love it. And just movement, sound, and breath, any way you can do it. You can bounce, like take, you know, you could bounce on your heels, you know, you can, um, that resets the central nervous system. Cause you know, going up, up on your toes, down on your heels, up on your toes, down on your heels, you know, and, and adding breath with it, it moves your spine. It helps loosen you up. It's all about getting loose getting a full, relaxed, diaphragmatic breath in a loose body. Loosening your inner body. I I can tell you, when I stretch after the gym, if I focus 99% on my breath, not the stretch, it's like I become like a limber piece of whatever, I'm a rubber band. Otherwise, if I'm like, all right, come on, Sean. And I'm like, and I hear myself holding my breath, which I know is like the worst thing to do if you're stretching. I'm like, you all of a sudden can't even reach your toe. It's just, (laughs) It's funny. It's funny how, uh, well, cause you know, you, you enter, at least for me, I enter it after like powerlifting from like a weight mindset, like, let me force my way as far as possible. It's like, it's like, I just need to go back to the, the basics of breathing. So you're saying movement, sound and breath. So a movement with a breath synchronously that creates a sound. It's just all of it together. It's a very fast way to clear. Oh, that is beautiful. I will be doing that. In the two minutes I have before the next call. And I just wanted to thank you, Lauren, for, for joining, sharing your wisdom, most importantly, sharing your energy with us, your time. Um, I really appreciate it. And I love this as an excuse for us to catch up. I can't wait to see you soon in person. I'm so excited too. Can't wait to hug you. Say hi to Emma. I will. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Bye.